Hey girl, hey! This is your host, Cynthia Corpa, and you're listening to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast, where women get real and talk about all things women and wellness. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast. This is Cynthia. And Raylan. Today we are at The Vintage, which is in downtown Baton Rouge. Super cool vibes, uh, super antique, vintage vibes. So we are here with our coffee and beignets, and we are going to talk about self-love. And we are so pumped because today we are sitting with the body coach, and her name is Brittany Lachey. Hi, Brunch for the Soul podcast. This is Brittany Lachey. I'm so excited to be here and to talk with you guys. Yes, this is going to be a super fulfilling conversation. So, Brittany, can you tell us about yourself, who you are, and what you do? I am, again, uh, Brittany Lachey. I am a body coach. Um, Even though I am a certified personal trainer and health coach, I like the term body coach because it really encompasses what I do. I support women in not only looking good, but uh, feeling good within and about themselves. And so I just felt like personal trainer doesn't really embody all of what I do. That's amazing. So can you tell us about Body Love Her and maybe what the meaning is behind that name? Body Lover is I would say it's like a movement more more than anything. I pretty much meshed the words body, love, and her, and just kind of gelled it together, body lover. And so I am a multifaceted woman. I am a multi-purpose woman. And I feel like body lover encompasses all of that. I love to see women who are like super sexy and just like super confident in their body. I love women who are just confident and comfortable in their self-expression. And then I like to think of myself as like a beacon of love. Like I, my purpose here is to teach women not only how to unconditionally love and accept themselves, but how to unconditionally love and accept you know like the people in their life body lover i created it to support women and i like to say creating the life love and body she desires girl i'm already getting teary-eyed what's the next question am i already feeling this Jeez, louise oh man so speaking of teary-eyed um that reminds me of i wanted to share how we even know her so first i first met Brittany at the let that should go retreat and it was a women's yoga wellness retreat and this was probably i don't remember what year this was i think it was last year 2019 yes pre-covid days r.i.p to the days when you can be in a retreat with no mask but yeah so that was last year and I mean, it was just such a raw and genuine and authentic experience. And Brittany came in on the last day, I think it was three days. And so um, each day was really different. But by the last day, I feel like we were all kind of, we already knew each other, we were familiar with each other. But at this point, it was really getting just like we were sisters. And so Brittany came in and just like completely sealed the deal. Like as if I wasn't already feeling emotional. It was like I had all these things bubbling up and then she just like made us pour them all out onto the ground out there. So we did, and then we also did, oh, you're gonna have to explain what that was called. But we did this little soul train thing. We were dancing, we were getting things off our chest. We were, 
freaking giving each other like hand massages and just like doing all this really intimate stuff and by the end of the day like I couldn't cry one more single tear because I had cried so much I was so tired of crying I was like I gotta get out of this place but was happy tears but yes happy tears I was I felt so deeply connected with all the attendees and and all of the hosts there like I just felt everybody's emotions on me and so that's also why I was crying I wasn't just crying for myself but because I noticed everybody else was getting that release too. And so it was just beautiful. And so after that experience with her and I went up to her after and I was like, I love you. Like (laughs) you are amazing. And it was like, you just made this retreat like 10 times better. She was just amazing. And so of course I had to think of whatever way I could work with her again. And so she was actually the last uh, speaker instructor at the last brunch of the soul um, of the first and last of 2020 uh, so sad and we did it around self-love and so similar to, to today we did a lot of um, self-love talk we did mirror work which was amazing so good that, that's okay gotta mention that so she basically had these small mirrors and made us work with partners and we had to have these super intimate moments with ourselves where we were like staring our souls and that's what made me cry at the retreat was looking at myself we looked at ourselves for a lengthy amount of time and i realized i'd never done that like you look in the mirror but you're just looking to like inspect or fix things on your face or your body whereas in this time we were looking like in the depth of our of our souls and i could see all of the pain like and at that time i was going through topical steroid withdrawal so my body was changing everything my external my internal was all changing and so I never looked in the mirror for like I tried to avoid the mirror and so looking at the mirror for that amount of time I could see the pain just like oozing out of my eyes and so it was just such a beautiful moment and so we did something similar to that um, at the brunch of the soul and she had us chanting like mantras and affirmations and just we did just some amazing stuff did you want to mention anything about your work that you might have done at the retreat or brunch of the soul sure i'm really passionate about like women feeling good and i think a lot of times women don't feel good because they are kind of seeing themselves not through their own lenses, but seeing themselves through like what they've been told to be, who they've been told they cannot be, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. And it just really does, you know, like skew who they actually are. And like mirror work is like, if I can say like, that's my shit, <laughs> like that's my shit. Because I feel like, you know, everything that we manifest and create in life is all you know like according to how we see ourselves and so if you see yourself as you know for lack of a better term you know like unattractive if you see yourself as unsuccessful or if you see yourself you know as doubt filled those are the things you kind of manifest and i feel like the first step in creating the life loving body that you desire is not about going out and doing a whole bunch of things changing your diet you know like working out two three times a day it's really about changing like what's on the inside it's really about changing how you see yourself it's about accepting who you are and then as best you can as much as you can like being the true raw you know authentic version of yourselves and so like mirror work is kind of like the beginning like if you can look at yourself 
and begin to change the way that you see yourself, I feel like that opens the door to be able to speak to yourself differently. And that's why I'm so, I call them body love notes, but um, affirmations, that's why I'm so passionate about affirmations. Like one of my favorite quotes is, speak what you seek until you see what you said. And I really do mm. believe that, you know, you literally have the power to like speak what it is that you desire. And it's like, I kind of see affirmations as, um, kind of like the first step of like planting something and then you kind of just like keep you know uh, with the affirmations watering it and if you say something for so long you eventually start to believe it and then once you start to believe it you can start to embody it once you start embodying it then that's when the real true you know like transformation happens and so that's pretty much what I do I combine movement words and then you know like um, feel good like feel good if you I know you probably remember um, Cynthia I did a lot of like dancing like making you guys laugh because I really do believe like uh, Stormy Wellington is somebody like I think she's super dope um, because she's raw and she's authentic and she says all the time you know like feeling good is a strategy it really is like I feel like if, if a woman can feel good she can do anything like that's the first step but a lot of times we're not taught that we're taught the reverse like as a woman you're power is internal and if we can figure out like what's going on on the inside the outside is just a reflection it automatically changes you know once the inside changes and so that's you know that's what I pretty much what I do and you know like I said if a woman can feel good she can do anything because literally the changing the body getting the relationship having the career is all really people are doing that because of how they want to feel and so it's like why not just go to the root of it and like feel good first, decide how you want to feel, understand that it's okay to feel, and then use that to, you know, like create what you want. While you were talking, I just wanted to be like, I want to check in with the Brunch for the Soul community. Are y'all feeling this? Because I'm feeling this. Like, I feel it in my heart already. She just starts talking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, everything coming out of you right now is just like, it's hitting my heart. I got little tears in my eyes. And you need to stop. <laughs> but don't. But don't. I'm just joking. But still, I'm just like, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I'm, like, trying to <laughs> still, like, download this information. So loving it already hope you guys are taking notes got some good quotables okay so i love 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 where we're going with this but one of the top questions that's coming to my head is have you always felt this way like i'm sure there's people listening to this and they're like okay i hear you yeah all right you're right you're right sis but like how do i get to that point so have you always been here and if not how did you get here like one of the things you know, that I've always prided myself on is being real. I just feel like I don't lead from the front. I lead like side by side because, you know, like self-love is not, it's not a, you know, it's not like you get somewhere and like, it's like, oh, I just love myself. Life is amazing. And that's just, you know, everything. No, like self-love is a lifetime journey. Like every day you're learning who you are, you're learning what you're not, you're learning what you want, you learn, you know, like what's working and what's not working. And so absolutely, I have not always been here. Honestly, because I have not always been here is how Body Lover, you know, was even created. I remember I started working out probably when I was like, I'm 31, so probably 21 I started working out. And initially I just started working out because I didn't want to, like I noticed that like a lot of women in my family were like extremely um, shapely, like had 
you know, naturally nice shapes. And then at some point in time, you know, it just kind of like fell off. And I, I just like, I don't want to be like that. So not knowing that the body is a physical manifestation of what you believe about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I um, started working out and then I just got to a point where like, being fine, like that being sexy and like people looking at you and just feeling like you're attractive, it just wasn't enough. And so what I realized is the women in my family who got to the point to where like their um, shapes fell off, if I could say that, is because they fell off. Like they lost, they got out of touch with themselves. And I didn't realize that until I got to that point. And I was adopted, I wasn't raised by my mom, but I knew my mom most of my life and I still don't know who my biological dad is. And like there was always, it always felt like something was like missing. And in a long time, you know, like I was just looking for like what is missing. Um, I got into a serious relationship at an early age and I kind of just did what I knew, which is, you know, like take care of the man and the man take care, take care of you. And so I didn't, I never saw like a woman like taking care of herself and being her true self. It's just like, what does he need? And then whatever he needs me to be, that's what I'm gonna be. And that's, you know, what's gonna make me okay. And then it got to the point to where like the relationship on the outside was like amazing. Like if you were to see us together, you would think like, you know, they are a power couple, like they're the best thing ever. But I was dying inside because I was not living out, you know, my truth. And so that's, you know, like where my self-love journey started. And can I ask something really quick? What was the dialogue like in your head when you say you were dying inside, just in case like other people might feel like that in a relationship? Was there like certain things you were feeling or thinking about? Absolutely. I wouldn't say that because I was so unaware and so out of touch with myself, I wouldn't say it was a dialogue. It was more of a feeling. And like every day I would wake up and it doesn't matter like what he brought me. It didn't matter where he took me. It didn't matter, like I said, how good it looked on the outside. I literally felt empty. Like I, I just felt like a shell of myself. And it's like the longer I stayed, you know, the worse it got. And then it got to the point where it just, like I couldn't dress it up anymore. Like I couldn't, I mean, like I love looking nice. I couldn't, I you know. I you could dress up, fine, <laughs> but. You know, like, I, it, I, like dressing it up, you know, it just wasn't working. And then it just got to the point to where, I don't know the quote verbatim, but it said, you know, like the universe like gives you signs. Like the first sign is like pretty subtle. And then it gets a little bit more intense and it gets a little bit more intense. And then all of a sudden it's like, you feel like you're getting hit in the head by two by four. And so it's, it kind of progressed like that. And it, um, it wasn't words, it was feeling, it started, off as just being you know like kind of unhappy and then it went into I'm I wasn't never diagnosed as clinically depressed but it felt like depression it's just like no matter what I did on the outside like on the inside it felt like if I could give it a feeling it just felt like a hole that just could not be filled like no matter what I could put food I could eat I could travel I could have sex I could you know like accomplish things and it just wasn't enough because what was I feel like what my life was calling me to is to like fill myself with more of myself. And I didn't I didn't understand how to do that because I was so, oh my gosh, like so codependent on a relationship. And so much so that we separated. I was with him for 14 years and we separated. And initially the separation was like, okay, cool. You know, like I got this and I can do this. And then at some point, you know, it kind of hit home that like it was over. And then it was like, who am I? 
you know like who who am I like what do I want what makes me happy like what makes me smile and honestly I did not know and I always say to people like you really don't know how to live until you've had like a death within your own self like you don't know how to live and so self-love is not you know like always pretty you know sometimes self-love is ugly like sometimes self-love hurts because you have to like really get in there and just like get into like just the murky gritty you know just nastiness of of your wounds and so like last year was my that was my year that I had to just like really get into the murkiness and the grittiness and if I could be honest like there was nobody could help me like it was nothing that nobody could do I literally had to like I teach with mirror work come face to face with myself and I was suicidal like I didn't like plan out like things to do to myself but the emotional pain was so intense and it was so heavy and it was so raw that I was just like I would just much rather check out than to deal with this and so my work is what saved me mirror work every day affirmations you know like finding a safe space to just really sit in my feelings and you know like understand you know what I'm feeling and knowing that like one of my favorite things to say is you know if you can hurt you can heal like it's the same energy it's just energy on a different side of the spectrum and I had to like really hurt to heal you know a lot of times people think self-love is about oh go get my self-love and self-care oh go get my nails done oh you know dress up and look nice say a few affirmations you know like make sure I get eight hours of sleep self-love is really about being responsible you know for yourself understanding that you know happiness is not something that somebody gives to you it's an experience that you create and I feel like that you create happiness really and truly by really being who you are I feel like being who you are is just like that's like the holy grail of life like that's what we came here for that's beautiful. I really, really appreciate you sharing your story with us and you sharing your journey because I feel like a lot of us don't talk about that. We don't talk about the ugly and I appreciate that you said you had to, I think some people call it shadow work. Like you yes. had to do- Dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm, you had to go through that darkness and it wasn't all pretty. I'm sure if people look at your Instagram right now, they might be like, oh my God, she's beautiful. She has the best life. Like she's so empowered and all this stuff. Whereas you were over here doing the work and I just, I really appreciate you for sharing that. Before I broke my foot, my abs were looking great. Let's just say they were looking great. Today I was crossing the mirror because I have been working a lot on my body images and things like that. And you know, when my abs were looking good, I love to lift my shirt up. I love to look at them. And then I heard this voice in my head, in my head was like, lift up your shirt. I was like, ain't nothing to see there. My definition's going away. It's like, you need to appreciate your body at all levels, at all stages. Like your body's doing the best it can right now with what exercises you can do. Like you don't have a foot right now. Like you have, or you're struggling on one of them. Like this is what your body looks like. It's a season. So I was like, all right, I'm going to look at my stomach and I'm going to say, I appreciate you, stomach. <laughs> that is, that's really good. And I'll tell you why. It's because I really do believe, like, unconditional self-acceptance is, like, the bridge to, like, having the body that you want. Because I really do feel like, like, let's just say, for example, you know, like, you didn't accept it. And, like, the whole time, you know, like, your abs are not there, you just don't wear anything that would show you know like your stomach doesn't look that way the way that it looks and then usually happens is people get the body or they pay for the surgery and then you know they look 
how they want to look, but even still, that feeling, that inability to accept who you are and where you are is still there. Mm-hmm. And then even if it's not showing up, like, physically, when, you know, when you look at your physical body, it's still there, and it's going to show up in other areas, and that's why I do the work that I do, because, like I said, I had the body. Like, I've always had the body. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just not enough. It's not enough to sustain you. Like, your truth is enough to sustain you, but not just like, oh, I'm fine, oh, I'm cute. Like, I've met so many women who are, like, gorgeous and they are like empty shells Mm -hmm. and that's for me that's disheartening because you know like women are are powerful and now to meet a woman who doesn't you know really understand her power she just thinks like the body is like what's going to get her you know what it is that she wants it's just it's like a a losing battle almost you know like because the body is going to change and then what happens then you back to you know point a i don't love and accept myself yeah and before we move on to the next question, I do want to ask what you mentioned last year was, you know, a hard year for you. Mm-hmm. What was some of the things that you had to do? Was it mirror work? Was it what what practices maybe did you do so that you could come out of it? Every time I say this to my clients, like the look in their eyes, is kind of like a, a deer in hell, headlights. Like literally that process started with falling the fuck apart. Like that's what it started with. Because like somebody like me, that's, I'm, I know how to make things look good. Like that's, I'm, I'm gifted and I'm talented at that. It's something that serves me and then it's something, you know, that I noticed that was sabotaging me because a lot of times people don't get, you know, the healing that they need because they're trying to look like they have it all together. They're trying to look like they're strong. They're trying to look like they don't need help. And the whole time, you know, like they're crumbling inside. And I just got to a point to where I just had to crumble. And so that was the first step. Like I literally spent, I can't tell you how many nights and days just in my bed, just bawling, like crying my eyes out. And I call it uh, scripting, but uh, some it's just journaling with intention. Like, you know, writing out what it is that you want to create and just using my emotions because emotions is energy and just using my emotions to help me to get to a better place um but a lot of it was just like you said shadow work looking you know like at my life and understanding that you know like my life is just a reflection of who i am and so at the point that i can change or even and sometimes it's not a direct reflection sometimes it's a judgment that you have sometimes it's something that you do that you're seeing that you see being reflected back to you and i use the example like when i left my relationship i literally was just like pointing the finger at him like he's controlling he's manipulative you know he's this he's that and then, you know, like when you get outside of that dynamic and you're with yourself and you're still experiencing some of the same things, it's like, well, who's to blame now? Because really, nobody was to blame. Like my best friend says all the time, we laugh about it. She says, if there's an issue, it's you. Like it, it literally is. This is you because your life is being reflected back to you. And so I had to just be with myself. And like I said, have it, like having to come to Jesus with me, about me. And so uh, falling the fuck apart. Being where I am, which means just like feeling absolutely everything that I felt. I felt suicidal, Mm -hmm. feeling that. I felt anxious, feeling that. I felt depressed, feeling that. I felt angry, feeling that. I felt resentful that I had spent 14 years with somebody and it was just over. And just allowing myself to like feel that. And then I, what happened next is, you know, like after you fall apart, after you, you know, are where you are and feel what you feel, then you get an opportunity to, 
I feel like that's when the heart opening happens. And so, like, for so long, I'm like, oh, I love him, you know, with everything I had in me. I didn't. I couldn't love him with everything I had in me because I didn't even know who I was. And so it's just, like, allowing, you know, like, my heart to open, which means, you know, like, um, some of that is, is forgiveness, you know, like, forgiving myself for all of the times that I stayed when, you know, like, I felt like I should have loved. Um, forgiving myself for allowing myself to be mistreated, forgiving him. Um and a lot of times, you know, like romantic relationships are only a reflection of like your zero to seven, what you experience from ages zero to seven. And for me, it was abandonment because like my mom didn't raise me. And so it was always looking for that something, you know, to fill myself up with. And I think what got me to, you know, like where I am here right now sitting in this seat is... Um, a lot of psychologists call it parts work. Um, some people call it reintegration. I like to call it reclaiming. And so it's just like reclaiming every aspect of who I am, which means like that broken little girl who's really in that um, relationship for 14 years, my mama can't mother her. Like I'm an adult. It's my responsibility now to like take care of her and give her what she needs and show her attention and you know show her that there's really no such thing as abandonment. Like abandonment, People usually feel abandoned when they are like denying some aspect of themselves. And so just really, you know, like reparenting her. And just to give an example, some like my little girl is she likes a lot of attention. And so even at 31, like some days I will just like sit on my floor in my living room and just color because that's something that I like to do, you know, like as a kid. And doing that automatically allows that aspect of myself to feel loved and to feel nurtured to feel seen and um two what helped is what uh, some people call it venting just letting it out like there's so many words that i never said to my mom because i kind of was like i guess you can say like uh i call it like positive poly you know just like really like rose colored glasses not really wanting to look at anything and then at some point you know like i had to admit that i was pissed off at her and like giving myself permission to like say that not necessarily i've had those conversations with her but to you know the listeners it's not you don't necessarily have to have the conversation with the person to release the energy you literally can like write event out on paper like whatever it is that you feel you know and it's best to be as raw and as authentic as you can so that you can transmit the energy and writing it out on paper and you can burn it or you can tear it up and flush it down the toilet or you can ball it up and throw it away but that allows you to kind of like get rid of the energy without continuing to project it onto other people and you know affirmations like there was times you know like where I like to do them like right in the morning because that's when your mind is most receptive and then right before you go to sleep because that's when your mind is most receptive. And so um, at some point, you know, like I had audio on my phone of myself just like saying affirmations and I would listen to it, you know, before I go to sleep. Just, I just needed the reassurance and I, I spent a lot of my life like getting validation like outside of myself and at that point, like it didn't matter what anybody else said, like it just wasn't working anymore. I just want to point out and like I'm so glad that you you say like it starts with falling apart you know I I feel like I do feel like I've been practicing self-love for a while now I think I'm get, I know I'm getting better at it I, I know it but it's it's probably because um, I had that fall apart I have had it so many times 
and and to understand like actually that is the process and and it's gonna keeps happening to me in different ways I'm like oh yeah I'm like oh man this is um but this is what it looks like like when my foot broke I was scared because I've been out of work for two months and I'm self-employed so like it's it's a bummer it was a bummer the first day but as the week went on and I have experienced so many fall apart moments and breakdowns and I'm like well I'm sure that this is gonna turn out to be in my favor I can't see it right now but that's because these moments that's when my life really looks like it's falling apart something's got to be falling into place or giving me an opportunity for something because I've just experienced it too many times and I'm only saying that too to just maybe affirm or reaffirm whatever that is part of the process it is like the first step and it's the scariest and it's the part we hate the most because everything is unfucking recognizable I'm just gonna curse for that one like we're like what is this (laughs) like where am I but that's a beautiful place to start because if you're asking where you are that's because you're going somewhere new i just love the idea of just feeling it and like knowing that that is a part of the journey i think we're always waiting to get to the other side like we expect me included i'm talking to myself you know like we just expect to skyrocket over to to the bright side to the happy side and really going through the ugliness in that tunnel is all a part of the journey. So just good to reiterate that point. And then what moment, I'm curious, what moment, if there's a specific moment you can pinpoint when, whether it was during the relationship or after when you consciously decided or after the suicidal thoughts, what moment did you say, I am choosing to love myself, I'm choosing to prioritize myself? That's a, that's a really interesting question. Whenever uh, Ray started speaking, it kind of made me start to think of that. It's because, like, honestly speaking, that's always been, like, I told you from the beginning, like, I think saying, like, I'm not going to, you know, allow myself to, like, be out of shape. Like, that's a form of, like, I'm choosing to love myself. But what happens is, as you grow, how you identify with the idea of loving yourself grows. So, like, at 21, loving myself was not like looking at the relationship not working you know i didn't have that level of awareness then so it's it's i like to say you know like start where you are do what you can and then improve as you go and that's with anything we're like onions like you literally pull one layer back to heal another one and you just you know you just keep pulling it back and so i say that to say like there is several moments you know like when i've made the choice to love myself and each time i make that choice it feels even better and I learned that much more about myself. So it was at the start. I can go back to when I was 16 and like all of the girls where I grew up was getting pregnant and I made a decision like that's not gonna be me. Like that's a choice, you know, to love myself. And then, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm not just gonna like work a job, like I'm gonna do meaningful work and I'm gonna be paid well for it. That's a decision to love myself. I'm gonna leave this relationship because it no longer feels good to me. That's a decision, you know, to love myself. Every morning I'm gonna wake up and drink celery juice. Like, that's a decision to love myself. You know, like, even when I fuck up and I do things that I feel like I quote unquote shouldn't have done, being able to accept that, like, that's a decision to love myself. So I don't, I definitely want, you know, the listeners to understand that it's not like one deciding moment you're going to fall apart a whole lot of times. Like, you're going to cry, you know, a whole lot of times. You're going to, you know, like, have to release and let go of things a whole lot of times. And it's not because you're bad, wrong, your life is falling apart, you're doomed. It's just, like, that is the process of life. Like, we are ever-evolving, you know? And so it, it doesn't stop. 
what are some tips or some things that you typically give your clients? One of the things is kind of like my own little thing I've, I've coined or like my self-proclaimed thing. Like I'm a pattern interrupter. And, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of the times my clients come to me, they're accustomed to a certain way of doing and being. And even though it's not working for them, it's what they know. It's comfortable. And so it's what they continue to do. And so my process starts with, like, interrupting the pattern. And like I said, because I believe that um, excess weight is not just physical. It's any heaviness that prevents you from having the life, love, and body that you desire. And so I start with the process of, most of my clients are usually emotional eaters, so I start with taking away the buffer. That's food. And so what instead of like having a whole bunch of the foods that they normally eat, we start with my seven-day juice cleanse. And so for seven days, you know, you're literally drinking um, or consuming, I guess I should say, only fresh juice and water. And most cleanses only focus on like the physical aspect of what's being cleansed. With my cleanse, I focus on the emotional aspect of it as, um, as well as the spiritual aspect of it. And how I do that is through teaching them how to balance and um, even out their chakras and understanding like how their body is communicating to them. And so I'll just give an example, like each day is laid out like this, but for day one, you know, we start with the root chakra and simply stated the root chakra really represents your ability to feel safe. So I like to call it like your secure self. And so on that particular day, there's a um, fresh juice elixir that they consume um, five times a day along with water. And then there's a meditation for that particular aspect of themselves to help them to call up, you know, like whatever needs to be called up to release it. And then there's exercises like we did at the uh, retreat. You call those exercises? Don't just pass it up. You need to say that one more time. Because I've never heard that word in my life, but it's, that was great. So yeah, exercises, which oh is, you know, like really conditioning the your mind and your emotions like bringing your emotions into balance and reprogramming your mind is pretty much what inner sizes are you know we do the inner sizes there's affirmations and then a big part of like I feel somebody allowing themselves to fall apart or interrupt the pattern or to you know do something different or to just own the fact that they want something different for themselves is community and so in that seven day process, there's a community of women, you know, that who are on that same journey because I feel like women need a safe space to be able to fall apart. For example, you were at the retreat, let that shit go. That was a safe space for you to fall apart, express yourself, renew yourself, and just like really come into the fullness of who you are. And so we start, I call it the re-up. It's the re-up of seven day um, chakra cleanse. And I like re-up because it's kind of like like reprogramming, renewing, refreshing, revitalizing. And so it's kind of like how I came up with the um, concept. But we start there cleansing out and making room for, you know, what it is that they actually desire. And then from there, I feel like a lot of people or a lot of women, because I work specifically with women, don't necessarily get to the point 
of creating the body that they want because their why is not strong enough. Like they just go into it like, oh, I want to lose weight. Like that's not a strong enough reason to lose weight because if it was, they would have released the weight already. So it's like digging in and really understanding, you know, like why do I want to do this? Like why is this important? And creating a vision around that. And then after we create a vision for the body and understand what the why is because, you know, like I just said about the self-love journey, like resistance is a part of every process and no matter what you do you know like you're going to be met with resistance like that's just what it is and so um creating a why that's strong enough so that once the resistance come up you can you know stick with why you're doing it and um then from there you know we start to add in movement and um you know I tell my clients all of the time, like there's no right or wrong way to move your body to release weight because the weight is just energy. Like the movement is just a formality. And so if you can get to the crux of, you know, like what is actually going on, the weight is gonna release itself. But because you're human and because, you know, like science is real, like movement helps. And so you know, I'm starting to move you know, starting to move the body. And then as we're moving the body, which we're moving the energy, still like every time we meet, there's, you know, different exercises that we do. And that's just depending on the person. Some people come to me because they want to lose weight and they have anxiety. And so like if I have a client who is, you know, wanting to lose weight and she's, you know, like struggling with anxiety, um, I do grounding exercises. Like that's one of the easiest, it's free, you know, the most simple things that you can do to kind of like ground yourself and soothe, like really to me and not to minimize it, anxiety is really like future thinking in a negative way. Well, what if this happens and what if this happens and this going to happen and it just kind of like spirals out of control. But like putting your bare feet on the earth, oh my God, like it is so cathartic. And if you can just really be in the moment, you can literally feel like the stableness and like the groundedness of you know like the earth underneath you so that's some things I guess a few things that I do but it really does depend on the person and where they're you know most out of alignment is where we start that's amazing and if there is anyone listening who does want to work with you what are some other issues like that you might be able to list of things that people might have or conditions that people might have that they could come to you for? So obviously, if someone wants to um, release physical weight, someone who is experiencing anxiety, somebody who is experiencing depression, someone, and I keep saying someone, but I want to be very specific, a woman (laughs) who is in a transitional space. And transitional spaces, to Ray's point, could look like, hey, you know, like, I just... You know, I injured my foot, I lost my job, and like in this space, I don't really know how to figure out like what the next phase of my life looks. And you know, like my body is kind of how it looks is starting to get to me. Um, A transitional space can be like me. Hey, I just had a divorce, I just ended a relationship. I don't know who I am anymore. And now that I, you know, ended this, um, I look at myself in a mirror and I could just see, you know, like how unhappy I am with how I look. A woman who is coming into her sexuality. A lot of times people think sexuality and sensuality is all about sex and it's absolutely not. It's literally about the ability to draw into you 
what you desire in this, in the experiences that you want to create and then just like by being you know like turned on by life it's like Ray said like do those pants make you feel sexy no like I make these pants look sexy because you know like I feel sexy inside and you know so many people when they're in those transitional spaces they don't really they don't understand that they call that experience into being to help them be a better version of themselves and so anybody who's looking to you know like come into the fullness of who they are by releasing excess weight and you know i said it earlier but excess weight is not just physical weight like the physical weight is usually a manifestation of what's going on on the inside for some reason this thought is is coming to my head because of a choice i made the other day and maybe this will speak to women out there I struggle with relationships and I have just noticed myself I haven't had a stable relationship ever <laughs> like I think or long or long term we'll say long term and the other day I'd run into an ex of mine and we chatted we said hey we were nice but I, I noticed when he left I was just super mad and I was like oh I wonder who he's dating I wonder who he's doing this with blah blah, blah. and then immediately I wanted to go text another ex to and I noticed I was just wanting to perpetuate a cycle of like I felt kind of rejected by the guy I saw just because he didn't be like so what you doing later you want to hang out even though I don't know if I would have but but then I saw myself turning again to somebody else that I hadn't talked to in a while, long time knew probably he would reject me too it was this perpetual rejection and like manifesting that over and over and I and I felt it was subconscious it was just trying to affirm that men reject me so I noticed it and I was like you know I'm not gonna text that person not gonna reach out to him like we are seeking out a new partner so I don't know I just kept thinking about that situation as you were talking and like I don't if other people are noticing them that's a transitional period for me too that's what I'm thinking that's why I'm talking about it we're always calling experiences to us to help us I like to say come into the fullness of who we are for you and for you know anybody who is like on kind of like the hamster wheel of like meeting the same guy over and over again in a different body is because there's... Oh, he's me in a different body. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's because um, that's, and that's exactly where I'm going. He is calling... Triggering is a good word to use, but he's calling your attention to some aspect of you that is ready to be healed. They're always hardworking and they're always perpetually busy and they don't mm -hmm. have time for me. Mm -hmm. I'm always hardworking, I'm perpetually busy, and I always have time for me. She has, she has it down to the science, and that's what it is. You don't make time for yourself, and yeah. so it's like you're attracting who you are and then also what you believe because it's not just about it like reflections are not always like uh, mirror images like they're not always exactly the same yeah there's also too some aspect of you like you said that believe you know like oh men are going to uh, men are going to reject me or whatever the you know like the habitual thought is mm -hmm. that you have and so why don't they love me? Why don't they want me? That's the story that right. this curiosity. Right. And so what I do with my clients is I ask them, the first question I ask is, what was the, the last time you felt like that? And then they usually say, oh. My, my dad. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> my dad left when I was two. So, yeah. And, and yeah. that is the work yeah. that you have to do. A lot of times, you know, people... I, I cringe when people say, oh, you can't change the past. And I'm like, yeah, you don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Because Thomas is, 
is constant. Like time is one thing. There really is no past, present, future. Like time just is. And so there is literally a way that you can, you know, like go into your subconscious mind and recreate that story because mm-hmm. that little girl is who keeps attracting those guys to her. Yeah. She's not attracting them to her because like she's bad, they don't love her, she's being rejected. She's attracting them to allow you how do you? I'm twenty eight. Um she's allowing she's giving the twenty nine year old version of you to help grow her up so that mm-hmm. you can, like I said earlier, reclaim that aspect that aspect of yourself. And so like you literally can think I have my clients to like sit like we are talking and I have them to like remember an incident. Like for you I would say like great. Um when was the you know the the, the first time that you remember feeling rejected or feeling like men don't love you? And then so you would say, you know, like whatever that incident is. And then I would make sure that you pick a specific incident that has like a lot of heat. And so when I say a lot of heat, I'm meaning like a lot of emotion attached mm-hmm. to it. Because the more emotion that's attached to it, the bigger um, the transi- the transformation like we can have. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I'm going to, you can tell me, tell me like an example of like, yeah. yeah, what comes up most for me, which is interesting, I was uh, 10 years old and um, he had been he'd been gone for a while, but he worked at a gas station down the road, like maybe 10 minutes away. Never saw him for like a year. So it bothered me. And I do think that that hard that hardworking aspect of me is always trying to like because I think back then I thought if I could be famous, like if I could be on the Disney Channel, y'all. <laughs> that's something it's it's interesting what kids think about if I could be a famous singer or something that my dad would love me and he would come back yeah but but yeah he worked 10 minutes away didn't even come to see me so what we would do is we would take that particular incident for example I would have you to like we start with some, a few deep breaths like really getting you into you know like your feeling state so like in your heart center um, and so we do that by closing your eyes taking a few deep breaths I also have my clients to do um, a heart chakra mudra which is you place your right hand on your heart and then you place your left hand on top that automatically like helps to like call up like inner troops mm-hmm. and so it's just this is like eyes closed hand position here really allows you to like really feel into yourself because a lot of times when we experience things like that the first thing we do is we shut off like what we feel and we go into thinking like you said I start thinking like well maybe if I'm on the Disney Channel then you know like maybe my dad would really love me and come back or whatever the case may be and so like really giving you permission to be in that space and then we would recreate that um, in like with your mind and so I would say okay let's go to the gas station or you know let's picture like you're sitting at home you know your dad's at the gas station and you're waiting on him like every day to come and see you and just saying like how does that you know like five or six year old version of you feel and like having those emotions to really come up and after the as we get those emotions to just like really come up then we would go in and we would recreate that whole thing and i would say either like some people depending on like how aware they are like they recreate their own scenario or sometimes like I talk them through you know like a recreation of the scenario or I'll say like okay so we got that part and then it's like well what would you have preferred to happen like if you could recreate this you know scenario in any way like what would you have liked to happen Mm -hmm. and so it's just like oh you know like my dad he works 
five minutes away from the house and he's coming to see me every single day and he's hugging on me and he's you know telling me how much he loves me and how much he means to me and then like really allowing you to like embody that experience I know it sounds like so 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 simple mm -hmm. but it really is that simple like that it really is that easy to create a shift and then um by like I said whenever I was in my dark space last year I would like listen to things over and over again like right before I go to sleep and just before I wake up and so a lot of times I do re-scripting with my clients where we record that type of session and then they get to meditate on that over and over again and it really is like recreating that experience because it's just energy that sounds beautiful. No, I can already kind of see some of it. Obviously, I can't go deep into it because we're in the cafe, but I'll do it later because I do. I, right when you said that, like he come and he would come and see me, I would feel relieved. Mm -hmm. I just just feel relieved. Like, and I don't even know who I would have been had I had that mm -hmm. because I would have felt like I could relax mm -hmm. and I didn't have to do anything anymore. Like I didn't have to be anybody that I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I don't. But I've created this person from that girl that always needed to be doing something to be loved so so yeah that's really beautiful I will sit with that later because I do I am noticing more these men that are coming into my life and I'm like seen you before seen you before I don't know how to get y'all out of here but so now I've just stopped dating <laughs> I'm just like I can't get y'all out of here so I'm just gonna stop but um but thank you for demonstrating that for us I think that's beautiful yeah I, I really do think that's beautiful too and I'm glad that we're touching on that because even for me as somebody who's following you on Instagram I feel like we see a lot of the physical aspect I feel like we see a lot of the the training and the working out and so this just goes to show how much like you said, inner sizes, how much inner work is going on behind the scenes. And I love the the point about your physical body. It's just a manifestation of what's going on in, in, inside because mm -hmm. as Rayla knows, I've been going through so much health-wise um, and just experiencing so many physical changes because of the, from eczema to thyroid issues, it's just been a whirlwind of things. And so it has been definitely a struggle, but I'm working so much on, I know that those bodily reactions are a manifestation of my stress and my anxiety. And so now it's all coming to surface in my mid twenties and I'm like, why God, why? But I know a hundred percent why I know that because I haven't changed the, my mindset and my habits and my anxious ways that it's all coming to surface now. And now I'm having to do the work. I'm having to face the ugly. I'm having mm -hmm. to, have I had my fall apart moments and I might have some more coming up but I'm going through the motions so that I can get to whatever it is my my highest self mm -hmm. so thank you so now let's <laughs> let's take it up a notch let's take it up a notch so <laughs> so we got deep we got real deep I want to bring it back we talked about well, we mentioned your leather pants. So <laughs> right now, Brittany's wearing leather pants, a beautiful white sequin top. She's got these dangly beaded gold earrings. She's got like sparkling eyeshadow. She just looks stunning. Okay. Stunning. We'll She's take got a, a, tell she, them we're going to take a picture. Yes. We'll take a picture. We'll hopefully, yeah, post it on the gram. Once this episode goes out, we'll definitely post it on the gram. And she's got a cute, um, tiny little purse. It looks like a little... Almost like a little Asian to-go box almost, but it just looks really cute. It's super tiny, super cute. Anyway, 
I gotta know. And I feel like I'm totally like not right now. Full disclaimer, but I am all for letting your outside match your insides, and I'm all for letting your um, your attire just basically show off and exude who you are as a person so I'm curious for you like what makes you feel sexy it doesn't have to be clothes but if it is clothes I'd like to hear that I like to say like fashion and clothing like that's my amulet like it really is like my you know like my good luck charm like some people have lucky shoes some people you know wear lucky socks but like when I dress up and I don't just like put on clothes. Like sometimes you can ask anybody who's dated me, you know, like my friends, like it has to feel a certain way for me to put it on. And um, so I'll just say that in regard to clothes. But clothes don't make me feel sexy because you can also ask my friends, like anybody who comes over know that, okay, A, call me before you come over. And then, <laughs> and then B, you know, like if you, pop up and I do decide to let you in, know that you're going to have to give me a little bit of time to put on some clothes because I love being in the nude and I think that that is not just true physically. Like, you know, like I like, I try my best to just, you know, be who I am and that makes me feel sexy. Like when I can walk into a room and show up, you know, as exactly who I am and, you know, like still, you know, like own the room, like that makes me feel sexy. Like. I'm gonna just say this, like I kind of sense like maybe like what I have on is not necessarily like coffee attire, but it's Britney attire. Like it makes me feel, you know, like a certain type of way. And so you even remember when we did Brunch for the Soul, you know, like I was like, okay, like I'm not keeping my shoes on because that makes me feel, you know, sexy. It makes me feel confident. It makes me feel empowered. So like I did the whole Brunch for the Soul with my shoes off because that's what felt, you know, like good to me. And so feeling sexy to for me is I feel I guess you can say sexiest when I am my truest, when I'm the truest expression of myself. Okay, now I'm curious, Raylan, what makes you feel sexy? I don't know. I, I don't know if I have that. I don't ever really feel sexy. I like, I, there are some clothes that I've started wearing that I just, but like you said, they're more of a reflection of me when I wear them. And I'm very aware of that. Like a lot of times whenever I could be wearing anything and I wore this thing a hundred times, but I was like, damn, it looks good this time. Just because I feel good on the inside, you know? So what if we kind of tweak the question a little bit? What does it feel like to feel sexy? Like, what does that feel like for you? I don't know. Some, I'm picturing it just being like in a way that I walk. I, I, it probably just feels very relaxed and comfortable and like nothing can bother me and I'm just like people are looking at me but I'm I don't even know if I'm really looking at them really because I'm just so in my own vibe that's what it I, I think that's what it feels like I love that reframing as well for me for one it definitely ha- I have to have the fit just clothes are <laughs> clothes are involved in that on clothes are 100% involved in that for me Um, just because it's always been a form of my expression like from 
even when I was poor and, you know, my mom would take me to this store called Gordman's and we would go and she would get me like the cutest little outfit for the little teen night dances. Like that's what made me feel sexy. And when she started letting me wear tight jeans, I was like, oh my God, this is it. But I love, I love accentuating my height. So anything that's going to make me look taller, feel taller, I'll you know, I'm never going to not wear booties or heels because other people are going to look shorter. I'm still going to do my thing and stand over everybody. Um, high-waisted pants. I love high-waisted things. I love accentuating my culture. So I love, I feel sexy when I look African, when I look Native American, when I can see all of my ancestors kind of like coming out of my skin, basically, mm-hmm. and my jawline, everything. I love that makes me feel sexy and when I'm smart like when I feel intelligent and like you said when you walk into a room and you're just owning the space and you're like yeah like this is me like mm-hmm. and everybody can tell like that makes me feel sexy when I'm able to nothing I'm not letting the small things bother me like there's nothing anybody could do to shake me like I'm just rooted in my in my being that makes me feel really sexy yeah, well, I know a lot of things she said, they're, they're highlighting things about her. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because as soon as you started talking, so before I knew who you were, I knew who you were, if that makes sense. Like, I knew who you were on Instagram, and then I met you at Let That Shit Go. And so I remember, like, going to your page, and you probably know what picture I'm talking about. There's a picture you were on, you were at like a festival and it, it was like kind of like race car-ish, like oh, yeah. rumper or something. I'm like, oh my God, like she is so sexy. And like- oh, she was gonna take a laundry basket pic. Oh no. <laughs> I remember saying that and a part of why I said that is because it wasn't like, like typical sexy, like super revealing, but it was like your confidence and I was like her legs and like, and, it's, and I, I say that to say is because people usually receive you like how you you know like how you see yourself and or perceive you how you see yourself and it's and that just like kind of made me light up inside like to hear you say those things and that's exactly when I saw you like what made me like oh she's she looks sexy thank you for saying that I love that and I know exactly what photo yeah she's talking about when I went to Buku and yeah, I wore nice. yeah I yeah. wore this like matching set it was like these biker shorts and this like crop top and it was like nascar themed and again like i love that you pointed that out because i totally did go in my head and think maybe i should go a little bit more sexy and revealing because you know at festivals anything goes you can wear a bralette you can wear stickies on your nipples and nobody's gonna question but i saw that nascar outfit and i was like that's me like that mm-hmm. shit is badass like mm-hmm. I had to get it and I felt so cool and like so me so I appreciate you saying that I love that question I really encourage everybody to kind of ponder that for themselves who's listening like what makes you feel sexier what does feeling sexy look like mm-hmm. for you what is what does that embody for you just think about that a little bit for yourself the quickest way to learn something about yourself is to ask yourself a question and I didn't think of that earlier but I actually I do a lot of that on my Instagram I do a lot of that with my clients um actually one of the questions on it's an intake form but I call it a feel-good form and um one of the questions on the form is you know like 
how do you feel in your body? If you could use an emotion to express how you feel in your body right now, like what would it be? And then they'll say, you know, like, oh, I feel some people, I've heard like disgust, I feel sad, I feel lonely, I feel angry. And then I asked them, you know, like, if you, you know, like once your body is looking the way that you look, like your relationships are in line and you just are in a space, you know, that feels good to you, if you could give, you know, your body an emotion, like what would that emotion be? And, you know, like people will say, oh, freedom, or oh, um, like one of my current clients, her word is triumphant. And so it's just different words. And literally that's the, that becomes the work that we do. Like I'm gonna take you from feeling anxious to feeling free. I'm gonna take you from feeling depressed to feeling joyous. And like, that's literally the work that we do. The weight gets released in the process of that, but that's the crux of the work. So, I know people's ears and spirits are ringing. I know, I know bells are going off. I know that the alarms are going off, at least they are for me. But maybe for anyone who hasn't, nothing has sparked quite yet, I just want us to say plainly or ask you plainly, why is it important for people to love themselves or to prioritize themselves no matter what stage they're in right now? I think the most simple way I can say it is because your life is a reflection of you, you know? And so what you give to yourself becomes what you receive from the world. And so it's just not picking on Ray, but to use her as an example, she just, you know, finished saying about how she, you know, has a pattern of attracting men to her who are seemingly, you know, like unavailable and she usually feels rejected. And it's not because they are actually unavailable. Um, it's not because they're actually rejecting her. It's because she herself, as God in her world, um, is calling up those experiences to go back and nurture that little girl in a way that needs to be nurtured. That in and of itself is self-love and self-care. And so it's important to do the work on you because, I mean, honestly and truly, in this life, it is only you. You know, everything else is just a reflection of who you are. So if you neglect yourself, nine times out of ten, you know, you're going to, or 10 times out of 10, you're going to experience, you know, some sort of relationship where you feel neglected because you haven't, you know, learned to give that level of care, time, and attention to yourself. If you, you know, don't prioritize self-love, then like me, you'll end up in a relationship where you're giving, 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 and then what you need, your needs are not being met. Not necessarily because that person is not meeting your needs, but it's, you feel like that because you haven't learned to, you know, meet your own needs. Even in my relationship, like, it wasn't all good, and it, if I could say it wasn't all um, bad, but how I felt was a reflection of what I had done to cultivate, you know, my own self-love, my own self-care. Like, all I knew was to give to him and then to seek him for what I needed. But he can't give me what I need. He can only be a reflection of what I've given to my own self. Yes, preaching, preaching, <laughs> preaching, preaching, preaching. <laughs> so what projects are you working on? We're closing the year. This is going to be one of the last, if not the last, no, I think just, yeah, one of the last episodes of season one. Mm -hmm. So we're curious, do, are you working on anything, whether it's the end of this year or for 2021? So I'm working on a few things. As I stated, you know, fashion is my amulet. And so I'm working on an athleisure line that I'm expecting to be, 
releasing in um, 2021. I am also working on a 28-day program. I haven't decided if I'm gonna call it nothing we did at um, Let That Shit Go, nothing but love, B-U-T-T, where it's, you know, like, fo- it's kind of like a play on words, focusing on, like, teaching, you know, women how to, you know, self-love and self-care on top of, like, showing them how to, like, round out, plump, tighten, um, <laughs> tone their butt. So I'm working on that. I haven't decided, though, if I'm going to call it that or like how I do on my social media, wake that ass up. So it'll be one of the two. But a 28-day program to um, kind of, you know, support women in coming into the fullness of who they are, be it through self-love or self-expression, and at the same time, like, grow, tighten, and tone. But I'm also working on getting my first Body Lover Studio. So that's going to be coming in 2021, too. And, you know, it's... My vision of it is to, you know, be kind of like the gym meets therapy type of thing, you know? Some place that you can come not only to get a good workout physically, but also um, condition your mind, spirit, and come into emotional balance as well. So those are the things um, that I'm working on. That's amazing. So excited, especially for that studio. That's going to be so dope. And the athleisure line. Like, what? Mm-hmm. That's really great. I'm super excited to see that. That's awesome. Feel good, look good. Yes, love that. And so how can people find you? Like, what's your Instagram, Twitter, Facebook? What are you on? I, um, I am on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at I am Brittany Lachey. That's B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y-L-A-S-H-A. And then um, for anyone who is potentially interested in working with me, because I handpick my clients, I don't just, you know, work with, everyone i like to work with people who i feel aligned with being worked with so you can email me at bodylover at yahoo.com that's b-o-d-y-l-o-v-h-e-r and um at yahoo.com and we can start with the connection call just to see if it's a good fit yes i'm just feeling how are you i'm i'm feeling just I'm buzzing right now. I'm like, what do I got to do? What can I complete? What can I change? <laughs> I'm already like experiencing, Rayla knows, I'm experiencing so much shifts right now, which I will share in a later season, but it is just such a pivotal moment in my right life right now. So this could have not been like, this is just the best conversation to have. And I'm going to listen back to this conversation <laughs> probably a few times just because of how many gems were dropped and how many just yeah we got some good quotes in here i, I just i can't even no, i can't like even stand it right right i can't even stand there it there was some stuff i was like writing down like yep yes this is 100 percent a podcast episode that i would recommend you have a notepad for take some notes recommend it to a friend if you know of anyone going through any transitions in their life, I would highly recommend sharing this episode with them. But before we let Brittany go, let's all share what's feeding our soul. I keep thinking about Ray talking about my leather pants, but these, (laughs) these leather pants is really synonymous with what is feeding my soul. And that is like really, you know, owning the fact that I am a sexual being and um, sexual, being sexual and sensual doesn't, you know, necessarily 
have to do anything with sex and it can do absolutely everything with sex Mm -hmm. and it's just like boldly you know like owning my sexuality and my sensuality like I love to feel and you know sensuality is just not about you know like laying down with somebody it's about like really being turned on it's being you know like really tuned into my flow and tuned into like what I desire and knowing that I have the capacity to create you know like what I desire and so just really in this uh, phase of my life what's feeding my soul is just really just like activating and just like you I don't it's hard for me to say just like feeling into just like sacral chakra energy just like creative and like being unapologetically a woman like my ass is fat my thighs are big you know like I like to wear like tight clothing I like to feel really girly I like attention I have needs I have wants and just like really being in that that is just so in this phase of my life is just really fulfilling because for so long you know I deny that I don't need help I don't need anything I got this and that's very masculine and so in this phase of my life it's my femininity is you know like really feeding my soul cindy is going to put the picture up on instagram i don't know when but these beignets were really great that they were feeding yeah they're really good a pile of them uh wouldn't have ordered this much but yeah i've really enjoyed this conversation very much i feel like we're me and cynthia are pretty stereotypical out there we're like this is feeding our soul. This is this is really great, but it was perfect. The timing was perfect on it. I was like, I feel like God sent you to talk to us today. For me, what's feeding my soul, I would have to say um, knowledgeable women and women who are willing to share information. So I've been listening to the best podcast, Expanded, um, with Lacey Phillips. Mm-hmm. And she just has been sharing so much helpful information, just truly speaking to my soul and a lot about these topics that we're talking about today, mm-hmm. just being okay with transitioning and choosing yourself and really creating the life that you want to live, like just truly like, and she is just a firm believer in manifestation. And so just being able to, you know, it feels like it's giving me permission to change everything like when I want to I can see the life that I live and instantly like nope I don't want this you know Mm -hmm. and I have the freedom to change and make create what I want to see and so that's really exciting and then conversations like this as well you know because you're willing to sit with us and share this information I know this is going to speak to someone and Mm -hmm. it's like those free nuggets of information that it could be Mm life-changing and that's why I think podcasts are filling my soul, women and uh, conversations among women Mm -hmm. and women with knowledge who are open, they're open Mm -hmm. books and willing to share this information because Mm -hmm. how else would we grow? So I'm grateful for women like you and Raylan and everyone, uh, Lacey Phillips, everyone who is in Brunch of the Soul. I'm grateful that we get to sit and do this and share information with other women Mm because I'm, I hope we empower someone, and even if we just speak to one woman out there, I know it was so worth it. Mm-hmm. Does anyone have any final thoughts? Um, I do. I, um, this is how I close most things, so mm-hmm. if you guys are open to it, yeah. I would just like to close out with some affirmations. Okay. Let's do that. So, how we're going to do it is we're going to take three deep breaths. So in through our nose, out through our mouth, and then we'll I'll say the affirmation, you guys will repeat after me, and then we'll end with three deep breaths. Okay. 
Turk, so eyes closed. Inhale. Release. Good. In. And release. Good. Inhale. And release. I love my body. I love and accept myself. I love and accept myself. I appreciate myself. I appreciate myself. I approve of myself. I approve of myself. I am my number one priority. I am my number one priority. It feels so good to take care of myself. It feels so good to take care of myself. It feels so good to be me. It feels so good to be me. I am amazing. I am amazing. I am love. I am loved. I am life. I am light. I am light. I am light. I am committed to. I am committed to loving myself. Loving myself. Honoring myself. Honoring myself. Respecting myself. Respecting myself. And taking care of myself. And taking care of myself. I am committed to. I am committed to having having a healthy mind, body, and spirit. Healthy mind, body, and spirit. Inhale, release, good, deep, deep in, let it out, good, last one, deep in, hold it at the top, give it sound and release, oh. <laughs> right, good. <laughs> oh my gosh, Man. I feel amazing. I'm about to float up out of here. <laughs> I feel amazing. Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us today. This was so, 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 so fulfilling. I feel amazing. Thank you for granting us with your time, your energy, your intentional words and just showing up today really yes. it means the world so we hope you guys enjoy this episode and if you do and if it speaks to you or if you think it might speak to someone you know please send it their way leave us a review on apple podcast and thank you tuning out bye guys did you enjoy this podcast make sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on instagram at brunch for the soul we can't wait to connect with you until next time